guys, so this has been a long time coming, right? UVO Real Estate Podcast, UVO Group Podcast. Um, we want to stay in compliance. We're not a real estate company. We're here with 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 Realty One. Correct. Right? We're here in the Realty One building right here in Midville, Utah. Um, so today is a really important day because this is our intro introduction. Day one. Day one. We'll be day doing one. plenty of these. Alan is our team leader here. Uh, top producing agent years in a row um, here in Utah. You've been an agent for about what six, seven years. Uh, going on seven, correct. Seven years. So seven years, Alan's been a real estate agent here in Utah. Um, like I said, top producing agent. He's got a lot of knowledge to share. One of the reasons why we started our team here, UVO Group, um, just so we can help share and uh, show some of the agents the ropes on how to go from zero to Alan Kantarevich, right? So Alan Kantarevich is an interesting name. Alan, where are you from? Uh, originally from Bosnia. Bosnia, perfect. What part of Bosnia? Um, the town is called actually Velika Kladusha. Velika Kladusha. So, dude, <laughs> we go way back. We go we way do. Back. We go, we way go back. back. We go back to uh, when Alan was in high school. I'm a couple years older than Alan, but uh, Alan was in high school. And when I met him, I was actually a barber, which is pretty cool. Um, I was cutting his hair. And uh, I learned a lot from him even back then. And uh, I am still today, which is awesome. One of the reasons why I got into real estate. But uh, Alan has an interesting story, you guys. I want uh, the viewers and everybody listening to understand you, where you came from, and how you became number one agent, I believe, here in Utah, all around, closings, um, deals, but just as a person, right? Thank you. Um, so, Alan, share your story, man. You're from Bosnia. Correct. You're from Vilika Gadusha. What is it? Close enough. You got it. <laughs> <Vilika> Gadusha. <laughs> right, I like that. Um, but share with us, man. Where are you okay. from? How did you get here? I understand it wasn't by choice. You guys came here during the war. Correct. Um, share with us a little bit about the story and, and how that all started. Um, sure. Gosh, where do I begin? Um, I was born in, what, 1990. Uh, the war broke out over there in 1992. Um, at that point, we had no other option but to flee our home. Yeah. Um, literally, like, the, I'm not sure if, if you know much about what happened over there, the genocide. Um, it was pretty much an ethnic cleansing that played out in our town. Oh, wow. Where uh, people were honestly just being raped and murdered like no other. Wow. Um, so I'm thankful and grateful to be here, um, which is why I feel, I'm, every day I wake up, I'm extremely humble and thankful and grateful just to have a shot at one more day at life. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that, bro. I share that same thing, man. I didn't come from a war-torn country, but, uh, you know, we came from what people like to call the hood. Yeah. You know, and uh, both of us had challenging backgrounds, which I feel like was what shaped us to be who we are today. Oh, yeah. um, your your story's uh, uh, way different than mine, though. You were in a different country. Yeah. So you came over here. It was you. It was your mom, your dad, and your brother, correct? Correct. So it was you guys you came over. What was that like before you came here? Because I understand you guys were in a refugee camp, refugee camp? Correct. Yeah, because we came here in 1996. But prior to that, we were in a refugee camp for about a year and a half. Wow. What was that like? <laughs> Can you, uh, if you can just imagine it. Yeah. Picture not having your own home. Yeah. Sleeping on the grass, yeah. on the floor, building your own little shack. Um, so you guys were on your own. Begging for food. You guys were on your own to the point where they stuck you guys in this area and you guys had to just fend for yourself? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. So I saw a photo, and we'll put the photo up okay. so the viewers can see, but I saw a photo of what looked like to be like a 
like almost like an outhouse, yeah, and that's that, where you guys lived. <clears throat> my dad actually built that. Wow. He actually built that and wow. put that together for us. How did you guys get the, the plywood? And so they just kind of left. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't remember that portion <laughs> of it. Them. I wasn't there to help out with that portion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Like, you got to ask him. So it came from absolutely nothing. Correct. Right. Absolutely nothing. So I'm assuming that was hell. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then, again, it shaped you for who you were when you came here. So when you came here, what was that like? You came here, I'm imagining a huge culture shock. Oh, right? yeah. Huge culture shock, especially here in Utah, which you know is a culture shock in general. Yeah. Not 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 as much as it used to be before, but I feel like correct. Yeah, coming here to any foreign country in general, not knowing the language and yeah. having to adapt was definitely a shock. Wow. So you guys were here. You started school. Correct. Right. What what school did you go to when you were here? I went to Edison. Where'd you guys live? Uh, Rose Park. Rose Park. Nice. Rose, Rose Park, right over there. Nice. And I went to Edison for first grade, actually began over there. Wow. So Edison, first grade. So you started here. Yep. First grade's first grade. Nice. So you raised it. How was it with the language? How long did it take you to, to learn the language? It didn't take me very long, to be honest with you, because I feel yeah. like I was at a younger, young age at that time anyway. So within literally a few years, I was able to you know learn the language. Just adapt. Um, but I think I remember right around third grade or so I was able to speak it third fourth I was able to speak it pretty fluently wow okay so you go through the ranks you go through yep. elementary school I'm assuming it's like a lot of other kids you know um, but what happened in the seventh grade I, I, I started your first business right seventh grade yeah then you start clothing oh yeah eighth grade yeah yep so seventh talk grade. to us about that what happened number one why did you start hustling was I'm assuming that the parents were just getting their feet you know, get, getting their feet established, they're getting jobs and getting yep. into some 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 housing here in Utah, government housing, correct? Correct. Government housing, and then you were like, okay, I got food covered, I got clothing covered, I want some money. Mm -hmm. At such a young age, you you had that epiphany, right? Mm -hmm. And what did you do? What was the business? Well, actually, even before that, we're talking about back in elementary. Oh wow. We're talking about uh, school lunch, where you don't really get, you don't really have a whole lot of money to even buy lunch. And knowing that both your parents are struggling just to pay, you know, rent at that time, yeah. I'm not going to ask, you know, for a handout. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel like, hey, you know, I need money. Yeah. Um, even though I know they would, yeah. but I never want to be that guy. And that's how I've been my whole life. I never want to ask for a handout. Anything I want or need or anything, I'm going to work for it to get it. Nice. Um, but, yeah, that, be that began back in elementary. We're talking about, you know— I from marbles to Pokemon cards and selling Pokemon cards to using that money right there to buy, um, to buy lunch, for example. So when it comes down to starting my own business, I didn't even know it at that time, but I began a bit earlier on than I even thought. But yeah, seventh grade, actually, I began printing on, I mean, ironing on T-shirts. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but that's, everybody wanted to have their own T-shirt. Their own brand. Their own brand where they can pick out exactly what they wanted on their shirt. And at that time, a lot of people wanted to have a lot of the NBA players on their, you know, T-shirts and everything. Yeah. NBA players, your favorite rappers, your hip-hop artists. It doesn't really matter, but you could pick whatever you wanted. And, yeah, I put together my own brochure, and I would go around and talk to everybody there and have them pick out any, any picture they wanted. Then I would come home and iron on that T-shirt, and I'd be selling at, at 15 for a shirt and then two for 25. Oh, wow. That's dope, bro. Yeah. Um, Good times. So 
what happened after that? So you got your way through school, and I met you when you were in high school. You're just getting out of high school, and I remember that. Correct. You guys were selling jeans. Correct. And you guys were selling knockoff jeans. Yep. So Alan, Alan would come into, um, <laughs> Alan would come into the school, and the school where I was learning how to cut hair, and he would bring photos of pallets of jeans. True religion was hot back in the day. Yep. And you had all types of knockoff jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool because you guys were making real money doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I remember you were hustling. You were selling, you know, knockoff clothing. And uh, you guys were making a good living. But after school, and I know you, you, you got your first job, right? Correct. And it was where? My first real job? Yeah. Was well, it Starbucks? No, no. Before that. Actually, I began roofing at the age of 14. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned that to you before mm-hmm. or not, but... I was actually roofing from the age of 14 to roughly maybe 16. Oh, wow. Um, and then after that, I actually worked at a call center. Then after that, I was delivering uh, pharmace- pharmaceuticals uh, for a hospice company. Mm. Uh, I mean, to hospice patients. And then after that, I got into uh, Starbucks. Yeah, so I think I met you when you were um, doing the hospice stuff. Yep. So some of your friends were doing that as well. Correct. And you guys were just delivering medications to Correct. hospice patients at yep. home. Okay. Um, you got into the Starbucks stuff. I remember that. You guys were working at Starbucks with a couple of my friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, you started to get into the whole phone thing, right? Correct. Yeah. Back so when the very first iPhone came out. That's when I remember like, hey, this guy is different, right? A lot of my friends were still doing the Starbucks high school jobs, yeah. right? And then you were pushing phones. Oh, yeah. And you were pushing nice cars when you were pushing phones. Yeah. And I remember like, okay, how the hell is this guy driving such nice cars selling <laughs> cell phones, right? And I was selling cell phones too oh, at yeah. that time, but I was working at a store doing it. You were you were behind the scenes collecting phones from people who were- Just a backpack full of phones. Yeah, man. and you were hustling them. You were making good money doing that, mm-hmm. right? What kind of money can you make selling Apple products and phones? Three to five grand a month, easy. Wow. And that's good money when you have a job. You don't have a lot of financial obligations, right? Yeah, paid my whole way through college. Yeah. I've never had a loan. I've never taken out a student loan for college. Wow. My whole college was paid for by selling phones. By and hustling. actually, while in class, I would have my backpack on with a you know, bag full of phones. And while I'm in class, I'd be coming in and out just selling them. Wow. Make 50 here, make 100 here. You hear that, kids? <laughs> no student loans. Yeah, right? don't don't do that. No, hustle, right? Work, grind. Find, find ways to hustle. Yeah, right. Buy a phone. Yeah, buy a phone. Sell it. <laughs> yeah, easy. Buy it for two hundred. Sell it for two fifty. Yeah, done. You do, you do enough of that a day, you make good money. Yeah, do thirty, forty a month. Wow, you're making a pretty good living. Wow. So, what happened? Because you were at that time when you were in the height of your cell phone, uh, uh, cell phone selling business. You were you were working as a waiter, right, downtown. Correct. What, where was that at? Little America Hotel. It's a good hotel. It's a nice hotel. They have really good turkey dinners, by the way. Yeah, I bet they do. Oh, my God. So you were there. What, what, what did that look like? Were you waiting tables and also, like, delivering food to the rooms? Correct. For about a year, year and a half, I would wait on tables. And then for about another year after that, I would um, I was working in room service. Wow. Where I was delivering food to the actual room. So the kinds of people who stay there are not your average Joe. No. Right? So you were meeting and rubbing shoulders with some people who were making some money, oh, entrepreneurs, yeah. people who were you know, doing their own thing. So 
talk to me about how that happened because I, well, I guess it wasn't the the people who were there who introduced you to real estate, but you did meet some clients there that you ended up selling houses to and I for, did. right? Mm-hmm. But who introduced you to real estate? Originally, my aunt was actually in real estate. Yeah. And I've watched her do it, you know, for years and years. You know, she helped my parents actually pick up a few properties over the years too. And a lot of other people that I know as well. And I was just fascinated um, at that line of work, you know, doing something that you love and you also make a great li- li- living from it. Um, and that was one of the people that I looked at and went, hmm, I could definitely see myself doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so you started thinking about real estate. You went to school. Correct. And then this is I where did the whole college thing. I got my degree out of the way, made sure, get that out of the way. Yeah, but I remember, <laughs> and, I, and I was still cutting your hair at this time, but at that time Correct. I was on my own, my own entrepreneurial journey, oh, journey yeah. having barbershops and hair schools, and I remember you would come in and we would talk and you would say, hey, man, I'm getting my real estate license. I'm getting my real estate license. And uh, I was like, okay, cool, that's awesome, right? And then I was like, when is this guy going to go and become a full-time agent? Because you were still waiting tables for a while, yeah. right? So how long into your real estate career did you end up actually I'd, going full-time? I didn't officially commit. Until about a year and a half in, believe it or not. So at what, that, at what that was time, that like? I was still finishing up. I was just finishing up college, and I was still working at the hotel. And then I was selling phones at that time as well. And I did not want to go full time into real estate until I could make at least the same amount of money that I can make in both jobs. And obviously, you can't juggle all three of them. Yeah. You can't. You can't have one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. You hear that phone ringing in the background? Hustling, right? UVO Group. At 7 p.m. on a Friday. There we go. Still working. While other people are out there partying and grunt and having a good time, we're over here grinding. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. 7 p.m. Friday. <laughs> What's today? Uh, November 13th. 13th. All right, 2020. In the midst of the corona pandemic. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, perfect. Well, the story does not end there, right? No. So you're, you're having some challenges going through real estate, going through your prospecting, trying to find buyers, trying to get sellers, and you ended up hooking up into a real estate team. Correct. Right? And you, and you met a really good mentor. Right? Correct. And uh, we'll shout him out. His name is Dave Parker. Correct. Right? So Dave Parker had a real estate team who I, I learned a lot from. Yeah. Um, but this guy had a system that worked, right? And you found a lot of success there. I did. So you met him. You got put on the team. You got plugged into the system. At what point did you start producing on the team the next month the next month mm-hmm. following the system correct same system we do here calling 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 same system right hasn't changed um so calling 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 you found a lot of uh, success prospecting leads over the phone correct that's awesome so what was it like you, you got on there you had some challenges learning how to how to how to pitch and talk on the phone and then you started closing what, what were your numbers like Let's see, August 17th, actually. And I remember the date, because that means a lot to me, was that day when I officially committed to full-time real estate. And uh, that day as well, in order to be committed to the team and everything I had to offer, I had to quit my job, actually. What was that like? Is that tough? At that very time, no. Hmm. Leading up to it, yeah. But at that very moment, I figured, hey, I have nothing to lose at this point and everything to gain. I did not quit right then, that day. They said, hey, you have a month to quit your job. I said, all right, cool. 
put in the work. My next month, I actually closed five deals. Oh wow! Five. It's good amount in of September. Money. It's a good amount of money. Yeah, like twenty grand, I think. Yeah. Not sure I'm, the exact amount, eighteen or twenty grand, but in one month, I made twenty grand. Wow. Then I'm like, huh? It worked. Yeah. I'm like, shit. All I have to do is call people. What do you know? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? All you gotta do is put in the work. Bingo. Yeah, put in the work. That's awesome. And 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 I know that a lot of people don't want to talk about their numbers. They don't want to talk about their money, right? But this 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 whole UVO group and what we do, we're full transparency, yeah. right? We're totally okay with mentoring people, even who are not on our team, even who are not in our brokerage, right? Because the whole idea behind this, and, and one of the reasons why I fell in love with your vision and my vision, they both are, are in such alignment. Oh, yeah. We're so willing to help everybody, right? And if a system worked for us, you know, we, we, want, we want to help people and, and have it work for them. And yeah. so, um, so I, I like that, right? And so your numbers are amazing, right? And, and I remember, <laughs> this is another thing, <laughs> Right. When I was cutting hair at the school and we were bringing in a decent amount of money for the school, but uh, everything went out. We brought in 50 K yeah. and it went out the same, you know, same month. And so I wasn't able to maintain and hold on to any of that revenue. But uh, with yours, I would look at your numbers. You're bringing the same amount of money, but you're able to keep the money in real estate. And that's what got me so excited about doing it was like, hey, I can have a good living doing this stuff. And all I got to do is what Alan do, uh, does, you know, and Alan just call, just call, call, call prospect, work your ass off. Right. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is such an opportunity. And you were so willing to help, coach, and guide me. Um, even being on the team, you know, you were the one that was with me side by side. Yeah. And uh, you know, with all the um, experience I have in business and opening businesses and running businesses, I felt like it was a great fit for us to come together and and, oh, yeah. and start this thing. But we've been doing this now for just over a year, right? Yeah. Um, and as a team, we've been doing it now 10, 11 months. This is our 11th month. January Correct. is the first month. Yep. So in 11 months, we've been able to bring uh, a lot of people from other brokerages together. We have such a diverse team here. I feel like we have like every ethnicity on the yep. team. It's insane. I love it, right? It's so diverse. Um, but we all do the same thing. Everyone's hustling. Everyone's grinding. Everybody shares the same vision, right? Yep. We all want to do better for ourselves and our family. Um, and, and another one of the things that I love about you is that's something that you pride yourself on is that you, you're doing this and you're not a flashy guy, mm -hmm. right? You could be driving a Lamborghini if you want to, but you know, you do this and you help your family, you help parents, you help a brother, right? And so you're helping everybody, which is again, why I love you and why I'm so happy that we're doing this together. Um, but just so you guys know, you know, who Alan is, that's a little, a, a little bit of who he is, you know, what he does right now. Alan, tell me about your role in UVO group. Um, what you do for the team, um, what your day looks like on yeah. a day-to-day, because it's a lot different than when you were actually out prospecting Correct. buyers and sellers, right? So what does that look like right now as a team leader? Yeah, so before that, yeah, my day before actually would look like come into the office by 8 in the morning, start calling by 9, and then call 4 to 6 hours every day, Monday through Friday. I had a target goal of every day I want to call 100 people no matter what. And then at that point throughout the day, I would have that other time blocked off to go look at properties, negotiate contracts, et cetera. Now it's a different type of role. I'm not out there calling anymore. I put the work in. Now I want to be able to give back and show the other agents, hey, what it takes to become successful. So now my role is come in the morning, be here for the agents literally 24-7. When you say, what does your day look like when you come in? What time do you leave? Well, come in here by no later than 9, 8.39. And then we're out of here by 7, 8, 9, 10, depending on the day. Mm -hmm. We're here every night when it comes down to it. But that doesn't stop at that point, too. 
I'll be at home. It could be Sunday night and an agent might call me and go, hey, what do I do here? I'm trying to negotiate a contract here. How, how do I go about it? How should I approach it? How should I write it up? What will give me the best chance of getting the, my offer accepted? My role will be team lead, mentor, friend, everything. Yeah. Like all, all, all around. Yeah, super supportive. Yeah, I like that. I, th- I think the, the team loves that, you know, yeah. about you and about the team as well. So supportive. The environment here is so supportive. Yeah, we're all wanting to help each other out. Exactly. And even exactly. the team as well, everybody on the team as well. I love the fact they're all willing to share with one another and go, hey, that worked for me. It'll work for you as well. It might work for you, I mean. Yeah. They're all wanting to help one another out. Yeah, I like that. So, dude, what is your personal life like, right? We talk about real estate, your career. I know you came from it. I know your story better than most people. Um but I know I see the hustle. It's got to be hard managing a relationship, right? It is. Is it? It's difficult, even with family, right? Friends, yeah. friends are like non-existent in this in this in this life that yep. we have as an entrepreneur. But uh, your friends are typically other entrepreneurs. Exactly right. And then what about the relationship with your significant other? Is that you guys get into hard times because of so much time invested here at work? Yes and no. Yeah. We're tr- we always trying to find that balance, but I feel like she's an entrepreneur herself as well, mm-hmm. which is the one reason, one thing I love about her. You know, she owns her her own hair salon, and she'll go, she'll leave bright and early in the morning. We'll wake up in the morning. We'll go to the gym together. Actually, we'll wake up around like five thirty six. We'll go work out, be done, make breakfast, make get uh, breakfast together. Then at that point, I'll go to work, and she'll go to work. She's grinding all day. I'm grinding all day, and then when we come home, then we get together. Yeah. So it's it works. Yeah, I like that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's challenging. Correct. I'm seeing it with both myself, and my relationship. It takes work, right? She's it an does. entrepreneur as well. Um, the team, right? What they have to go through. What a new agent goes through yeah. when they're transitioning from a full time nine to five employee to a self employed uh, real estate agent, right? Who's dedicated full time. There's a lot of challenges that come with that. Oh yeah, um, mentally. Mentally. Actually, all of it almost will be mental. Yeah. All mental. How have you? How did you overcome that? How did you overcome the phone calls and texts from the friends? Hey, let's go party this weekend. Let's go out. How did you get that the, the strength to say no? I'm focused. Don't bug me. I'm doing this. For me, the way I look at real estate, and I think I may have mentioned it to you before, would be that I look at real estate that I literally saved my life. At that time, I was what 23. Yeah, when I began, 23. And there was a lot going on around me. People, for example, getting addicted to drugs, getting in trouble, going to jail, all that stuff going on, playing around with people I grew up with that I knew. And I feel like real estate was my escape where I found something I loved and I was passionate about and really, really good at, and I got to help people out and make a good living doing it. Right when I realized all of that, Believe it or not, I actually changed my phone number when I officially went full-time into real estate. Cut off everybody wow. and 100% committed to real estate. No question about it. No distractions. No compromising. Barely any drinking. I Probably maybe once a year. Maybe. Yeah. No partying. No vacation. I 100% committed. I was t- at that point where I got tired of living the life that, that I was living, and I wanted something more 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 that w- that would fulfill me yeah. and have meaning as well. Yeah. And I found that in real estate. Yeah. 
And it gives you so many opportunities to give back. Yeah. Yeah. So many opportunities to give back. Um, that's awesome. I'm happy you shared that. The whole phone number change, I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> You've had this one for so long. Um, but I wanted to ask you about that because, number one, agents who are watching and also our team, you know, the, the challenges they go through, that is one of them that I don't think a lot of people talk about is like, how do you balance your personal life with your personal goals? And I, I think it's, number one, it's super, cha it's challenging. It is. Right, it's challenging. There's no, uh, what do they call it, the 80-20 rule. There's a lot of things that they put out there that tell you, oh, this is how you balance certain things. And um, But everybody's story is different. Everybody's, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's tolerance is different. Um, especially when it comes to relationships. You right. know, having a significant other and how much are they gonna allow how much bullshit are they going to put up with, right? That's number one. Yep. But, but I mean, you're doing it, right? And, it, and it's working. And so I think a lot of people can learn from your story. I think a lot of people can learn from uh, you as a person, individual, um, how you balance your lifestyle, how you're able to, number one, be successful in real estate, but also be successful as a, as a human being, right? Yep. Um, so that's honestly one of the reasons why I want to do this. I know we don't have a ton of time here. It's getting late. We all got to get home to our significant others, right? Yep. Um, but I did want to put this out there just to start the conversation, right? And, uh, you know, show and, and shed light on not only real estate, entrepreneurism, entrepreneurship, but people, right? Yep. And, and that's what I want to do here. So for everybody watching right now, everybody listening, um, we're going to be doing this once a week, right? Every Wednesday we have oh, it yeah. scheduled. Every Sunday it will be launched. Um, we also have some help here that we hired who's sitting in the studio right now you can't see. But Daniel, right? Daniel's our oh, yeah. num number one guy, um, all around, can do pretty much anything. <laughs> right? We have a joke around the office because uh, RP, the owner of uh, Realty One Group here in Utah, his son, uh, Justin, is yep. like uh, he can do it all kind of guy, yep. right? And we were looking for our do it all kind of guy, and we found one. <laughs> so we found our Justin. Big shout out to Daniel. Um, we'll be interviewing him on the podcast. We can learn who he is, what he does. He's got a badass story as well. Um, entrepreneur, which is awesome. Um, but that's that's it. You know, that's what we want to do here. So everybody watching at home, thank you so much for watching. Please like, su subscribe, and share. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. I don't know who the fuck to trust. This is my friend or my father.